0: If you're new here, a big welcome to you. And for listeners uh, that have been listening for a while, I have a real treat for you today. And uh, listen all the way to the end because there's going to be uh, some information about an event coming up um, in Santa Fe, September 21st. It's the fourth annual SCORE Women in Business Conference. And um, I talk about it with Jada later on in the interview. But um, for those of you who know you definitely want to go, or at least check it out, go to wellwomanlife.com slash 320 show. And you can get all the information about the Women in Business Conference, as well as a more intimate evening event. and a special gift from Jada. So um, to get started, I want to let you know that this is a great conversation about... uh, It's very aligned with what we talk about on The Well Woman Show in terms of just really challenging the status quo in in whatever environment you're in. And we specifically talk um, about entrepreneurs and people who are running their own business. But really, this can be a Applied for anyone in any area of your life, which is to say, you don't have to subscribe to the hustle culture, to the overwork culture that is uh, the dominant sort of approach to um, to life and business as we know it. Uh, there are other ways to operate in the world and be successful. And by the way, you can define your own success. So, right. So, um, I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. Um, Jada Selner is, um, like I said, best-selling author, business coach, international keynote speaker, uh, poet, and the host of the Lead with Love podcast. She's the author of She Builds, the anti hustle guide to grow your business and nourish your life. She's also the co author of the best selling book that you may have heard of called Simple Green Smoothies, where over 1 million people have embraced the simple and healthy habit. As the founder of Jada Selner Media, uh, and she builds collective Jada helps women build their businesses and their lives in a way that works for them with love. And, you know, I love that because that is um, what we talk about mostly here on the show. And for those of you who have the love and leadership planner, this will be right up your alley. Um and honestly, I think it's just a great conversation for anybody out there listening who wants to um, prioritize themselves and their relationships in their lives and in their work. So uh, as I said before, the the um, she's going to be at a conference that I'm a media partner at. So I'll be um, seeing you there if you want to join us in Santa Fe, September 21st. Um, and you can go to the show notes at wellwomanlife.com slash 320 show for all the information. And as always, the Well Woman Show is thankful for support from the Well Woman Academy at wellwomanlife.com academy. Join us in the Academy for community, mindfulness practices, and strategies to live your Well Woman life. And now here's my interview with Jada Sellner. I'm speaking with Jada Sellner.
1: Welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here, Giovanna. Thank you for having me. And I know we have a bit of a connection from many, many years ago. So it's it's very cool to connect in this way.
0: Yes, it's so good to have you here and to connect with you again. I want to start Jada by just having you share with listeners: Who are
1: you in the world today? So, for me, I always say my name is Jada, rhymes with Prada. Some people say might say Jada, and for me, I am a first a mother, a wife, a spoken word poet, a creative first, and a business owner second. I'm a published author of two books. Simple Green Smoothies, and she builds the Anti-Hustle Guide to Grow Your Business and Nourish Your Life. I'm also a business coach, a speaker, and just a huge advocate for any body of work that we're building in the world to build it from a place of love versus fear. I love that. And we'll
0: definitely get into more of that. I just want to ask you to Because in your bio and in your book and and there's different places where you are, you also identify as African-American and Chinese. And how much of that identity is part of how you do your work and
1: and your whole, um, your business and just your life? Yeah. So it's interesting because I I took the 23andMe test and I cover every continent but Australia. So it's very Hmm. cool to, you know, I have African American a little bit of European, Chinese. And so as a multicultural Black woman who has always grown up kind of straddling in the middle of not feeling Black enough, not feeling white enough, not feeling Asian enough, I I think that has actually been one of my superpowers in being able to be a bridge instead of looking at that as an opportunity as for division. So really, I feel that I can tap in and step into many shoes and embody many ways of thinking and being and adapting and flexible. Uh, it's also a very huge piece for me and how i show up in my work is for me as i was kind of growing up as a, a baby business owner over 15 years ago when i started my first brick and mortar business in Kauai i the business books that i was reading were written by men who were white and college, Ivy League educated, without any parenting, caregiving responsibilities. And I was looking for proof of possibility. Was there anybody... That looked like me, that had the same struggles and challenges as me. And I, and I just struggled to really find that representation. So I knew that was something for me as I built my businesses over the years and found that level of success was. I need to write that book so that someone else Mm -hmm. could see themselves in them building the businesses. Because I think there is a range of how we do business. And I think for me being a a woman that we do business a bit differently, but it's not reflected to us in the mainstream. And so there's this guilt, this questioning, this self-doubt that comes up of that we're not a true entrepreneur or we're not doing business right. And I think this was an opportunity for me to really reflect what it means to be a business owner who is also multicultural, who is also a woman, who is also a mother and really kind of integrating all of those identities and responsibilities or wearing the many hats that we wear in our life and how we show up in the world.
0: Yes, absolutely. And on The Well Woman Show, we talk a lot about different multiple identities and and roles that we play, which is why I love to start with that question of, you know, who are you in the world today and what are all of the roles that you have? Because they're all so important and, you know, we can't be fully ourselves without all of them being integrated. So I love that. And I just want to say for folks listening, you know, if you're really interested in what Jada is talking about you can um, attend an upcoming conference that she'll be speaking at in Santa Fe, New Mexico. It's uh, September 21st, and it is um, put on by SCORE, SCORE Santa Fe. You can go to the show notes to find links and more information, but it's Thursday, September 21st, 930 A.M. at the Scottish Right Center. You can go online uh, to buy tickets and also you can find the links at the show notes. Um, but Jada, before we get into, and I really wanna dig into um, a, a lot of what you just shared, but just sh- can you talk a little bit about why are you excited to speak at the SCORE Women in Business Conference?
1: Mm, I think the first thing is... That we have all built this world of kind of being on Zoom, being on these online platforms. And so the first thing that I'm most excited about is just being in the room with other women and business. There is just magic when we get together face to face, heart to heart, that we we don't even know how powerful that is the energy and the buzzing that we will feel just being witnessed and seen and connected and hearing each other's voices and, and giving hugs. So I actually just led an event at my creative studio in uh, Lafayette, California, and the energy was just buzzing and the conversations. And I think that we have forgotten what it's like uh, to be in community because we've had to build these isolation bubbles over the last few years. And so I'm just excited about the reintegration of in-person human connection. That's the first thing that I'm most excited about.
0: Yes, absolutely. I'm so excited too. And I totally hear you about you know, we've been in isolation and in some ways in a three-year bubble. And I feel like at least personally for me, I'm sort of emerging and I've been of events and was just at a big thing in LA celebrating women's equality. And just that energy in the room is so fantastic. And, and um, the last SCORE conference I was at... I think it was the last one that was in person before the pandemic Um, was so wonderful, so many connections, so much energy. So I'm excited to be a media partner for the upcoming Women in Business Conference starring you. So I'm really excited to to see you there and to invite other people to join us. And you can go to wellwomanlife.com slash podcast um, and look at the show notes. You can also go to the NPR link for this show and find the the links and more information for the conference. So Jada, let's talk a little bit more about... First of all, your book is called She Builds. And... um, it's called the Anti Hustle Guide to Grow Your Business and Nourish Your Life. And you talked a little bit about this a few moments ago, but, you know, I just, I, I so understand where you're coming from in terms of um, just being surrounded by so many, um, I would say, dominant culture, uh, you know, white male um, sort of. Approaches to to business and this idea that unless you are, you know, burning the candle at both ends and really depleting yourself um, and having no time for anything else, that you're not doing it right. And so, you have um, challenged that, which is sort of the number one thing we do in the Well Woman Life community: is challenge the status quo and call it out and do something different. And so. Um, I'm interested in how does your approach really support women's lives in a a way that some of the other um, tools and resources out there for small business really don't?
1: Yeah. So I think we first have to, like you said, name it, that there is the hustle culture that we have been indoctrinated into as the the dominant way of working. And what happens is that we kind of lean into this um workaholism it becomes an addiction where we're we're getting we're getting fed that you know we're not doing enough we're not making enough so we have to push harder we have to overexert ourselves until we're depleted and burnt out and have no resources left for ourselves no time and space to live our own lives and i see a lot of people in this space who are questioning the way that I'm working, is it actually working? And it's not. And what happens is people burn out, they tap out, they shut their businesses down, they're questioning all of the things. And so we really need to rework that. And so the way that I have looked at doing that in a different way is first we have to address that we are caught in the hamster wheel, which Mm -hmm. I call the cycle of fear, where we're forcing exhaustion, avoidance, and rigidity. And when we're forcing, we're trying to push and make something happen, and, you know, by any means necessary, even if it, you know, impacts my well-being my livelihood my relationships all of these pieces you just want to push and just go 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 and then when we do that then it leads to exhaustion where we're tired we're overwhelmed we just uh, we don't have much to give and then what we do when we do that is we want to hide under our covers watch all of the shows to try to self-soothe and like get our nervous systems back to a place of of rest and restoration then we lead, lead into avoidance So then we start to hide out and we'd rather just not work at all. And then we're out of integrity with how we want to show up and serve and express ourselves in the world. And then we get stuck in the rigidity where it's like, well, I made this plan, I set this goal, I said it was going to happen in this timeline. And so there's this, this very stuck energy of there's only one way to do it. And so then we go back to the beginning of forcing and exhaustion and avoidance and rigidity. So we get caught in that cycle. And so it was really important for us to catch what, what part of the cycle that we tend to get stuck in. I know for me personally, it's the avoidance if I get overwhelmed and my nervous system is, I go into freeze. And so I just want to hide out and I don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. And so really being able to name what part of the cycle that you get stuck in and knowing that, Ooh, that's kind of leading me towards the path of burnout. And so for me, I believe that the antidote to burnout and hustle culture is anti-hustle. How do we build an anti-hustle way? And I've developed this framework over um, the past 10 years and working with my own clients as I've and I've also worked shop this with my own businesses because I have definitely been in a space and place of burnout many times in the businesses that I've built over the years. So I knew I wanted to stay being an entrepreneur, but it wasn't sustainable. It wasn't sustainable for me to work in this way that compromised my health and my relationships and my mental well-being. Mm-hmm. And so the framework that I developed was the build with love framework and that's l-o-v-e lead optimize visualize and expand and this is a way for us to really move away from fear and into building a sustainable business where we're not burning out through love and so i can unpack that a bit if you want me to around yeah i would love i would love you to do that um yeah why don't you go ahead Okay so um in lead right it's really for us to lead with love to lead from a place from the inside out versus trying to figure out what everyone else is doing what is the definite definition of success externally we actually need to build and lead from the inside out and for me this starts with vision of what is it that you really want not what everyone else wants. And so to me, in this area, I really like to define your enough number. What is enough truly for you to take care of your own personal needs, to take care of your team so we're not extracting resources, we're actually taking care of the humans within the business. And then optimize is really looking at your time and your energy. And the way that I like to move through this is how do we create a weekly workflow that honors our energy, honors our time. And also this missing piece is capacity. What do I actually have the time and space to move forward? And I see, and I've done this as well. And a lot of my clients is we overcommit ourselves. We're over response responsible for everyone else. And so really getting more intentional on how we're spending our time and in, in developing a weekly workflow or even a, a monthly workflow and how you use your time and being more intentional versus always reactionary and putting fires out. And then visualize is really about creating an intentional plan, a visionary action plan is what I call it, where we have a plan to bring that vision to life and actually move it forward. Because anti-hustle doesn't mean anti-work or don't work or just like you know sip on a margarita on an island like that's not what that means for this is really a way of working in a more intentional way so we don't burn out. And then expand is really about deepening our roots so that our businesses are sustainable. And one of the things that I like to talk about in this section of the book is creating a self-care, a self-care menu for Mm -hmm. yourself. And not looking at self-care as facials and massages and mani-pedis, but actually looking at it as an intentional business strategy to sustain you as the leader within your company.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think the self-care industry has really done a disservice to women actually by promoting all of these um, kind of... Once a month or once a year, extravagant sort of solutions, and and really, what we need
1: is just to be taking care
0: of ourselves every day.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, and and I think there's something about having a menu versus. You know, there's there's very extreme morning habits and rituals, the 5am club, you know, right. all of these things where it's like, in order to be a high performer and get the, the fastest, best results, you have to do, you know, a checklist of 10 things every single day. And to me, I think if we look at it as a menu, it's like, here are the things that I know, soothe my nervous system. Here are the things that I know when I feel stressed, get me back to a place of rest and calm and presence in my own body. So really looking at more of these these soothing strategies to kind of complete the stress response in our bodies. And then also to not be in this heightened state of, again, being in that reactionary place of, I've got to put this fire out. I've got this to do. I've got that to do. So it's a it's an opportunity to slow down, yeah, create that sense of pause. And in that, when we soothe ourselves in that way, and we have that menu, we can tune in and it's like, what do I need right now? what do I need today? What do I need this week? And we can pull from that menu versus this checklist because we're not the same human, especially if you have a monthly cycle. We're very cyclical. So it's every day we're going to need something a little different based on our energy and our mood and, and where our body is functioning in that season.
0: Yeah, I love that because it, it really gets away from this, like you said, the checklist where you just feel like oh, I have to do the same thing every day, and if I don't do it, I've failed. And it's it sort of like get take some space from that. Take you know, take a breath and um, and look at your self care menu. So love that. Um, and Jada, I just want to go back to um, I love your your framework here, and um, you know. On my in in the well woman life community and on this show, we really do talk a lot about sort of what can you do individually, but also placing that within the context of the systems and structures that we live in. And some of those systems and structures are rather oppressive and racist and sexist and all the other uh, isms. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if you have anything you want to say about. You know, in addition to like all of these wonderful tips for individual entrepreneurs, what are the sorts of things, and are you working on anything uh, as far as systems change to actually change the environment within which we're operating? Because I I think that's, um, you know, an important piece of it.
1: Yeah. So, something I talk about um, in chapter four of the book is gather your support squad. Mm. And that I think business is not this isolated experience where we carry the weight of everything on our own and have to figure out and solve things. But that's what we've been taught in the dominant toxic productivity culture and hustle culture is like, you've got to do it, do it on your own. And so really for me, to, how I have changed and how I work is allowing myself to be supported. And then what I create for my clients, I have the She Builds Collective, which is really a built in support squad. And so there's these three key elements of support that I think allow us to actually enjoy the process and not feel so isolated and alone. And the first is really having the the mindset support. Then the second is being able to have the mentorship support and then also having the mastermind support. So I'm using these three M's, but I can kind of unpack it a bit Mm -hmm. of for the mindset support is so often as business owners, we're kind of looking for the next strategy that's going to get us more leads, more money, more this. And, And often when we're stuck it's we usually actually know what to do next from an external perspective and it's actually internal unconscious blocks and emotional resistance that we haven't acknowledged and tended to oftentimes when we are procrastinating and we're stuck and we're not moving something forward it's usually an emotional Piece of the puzzle that hasn't been addressed and named and acknowledged. So then we can move through that piece. And so that that's something that I feel is very unique in the way that I approach business. I have my personal life coach who is the resident coach for um, She Builds Collective and being able to help people name those parts and not just business. Like how does our personal life impact what's going on in our professional life and not ignoring that one definitely impacts how we show up in the other. Um, I know for me, I have a 16-year-old teen who is navigating high school and you know anxiety and overwhelm and all the things that this external culture and I'm trying to really redefine that and Even my daughter has like that mindset support of a mentor that she can, can lean on and talk to. And so really being able to have those people that are tracking our whole lives and how do we integrate all the moving pieces and parts so that we don't get to this place of overwhelm where we freeze and we just want to hide out. And then the mentorship is really being able to have that support of someone who's been where you want to go or has kind of I love this quote. It's not my my quote, but I talk about it in the book. You can't read the label from inside the jar. Oh. And so often we're inside the jar, but we can't <laughs> see what's on the outside. And I think especially as women, when we gather, we're such amazing mirrors for each other like we yeah. truly reflect like i see you and like you can do that you can charge this there's there's just something so beautiful about having that but also someone who can see the big picture strategy and how do we take the next steps to move that forward so you're not burning out in the process and the last piece is mastermind and this is really Being able to have a collective, a community of people to bounce ideas with, to not feel so alone in the process, or even like, oh... I thought I was the only one that was struggling with burnout or that I actually might want to fire my whole team and shut my business down. And having these really honest, vulnerable conversations about money, about our worthiness, about our productivity, and also being a resource for sharing referrals and being able to just shortcut some things. So we're not trying to figure out every single thing by ourselves. So to me, I think it's so important. That's how I am trying to restructure how we do work is to not do it in a vacuum alone, but actually to do it in community with other people, because it also makes the process so much more fun when yeah. we actually have other humans to talk to and connect with and, and brainstorm with. I, I, to me, that's what's really kept me in the game for so long. And what I was missing when I started my first business in Kauai was I was just trying to figure it out on my own and leaning into community and other people who are on the same journey that just makes that process so much more easier.
0: Mm. That's a great... Those are three wonderful supports to share. And uh, we're going to take a quick break uh, and come back with the last segment of the show. But before we do that, Jada... I just would love for you to give an example of, or or just a summary of your current business to people who might be listening saying, well, that all sounds great, but how am I ever going to get anything done? And you're a great example of you've built your business using this framework. So like, what are the realities for you in your in your business right now? Like how many staff do you have? Like how many mm-hmm. clients do you have? Is it is it a big business?
1: Is it where you want it to be? Just give us a little insight. Yeah. So it's interesting because I I as I said, I shared, I, I did a vision, an anti-hush an anti-hustle vision casting workshop in my space. And I brought out my vision boards and I, I shared the one that I did in 2012 where I wrote my enough number. And I shared with everyone that that enough number is still the same today mm-hmm. as it was over a decade ago. And I'm sharing that to you because to kind of answer the question on what my team looks like because I don't have a big business. Like it's very... Like, I have a lean team. I have um, my right hand, Michelle who really does all the behind the scenes. And she's been with me for over 8 years. She's part-time. And I've even shared her with some of my favorite clients and being able to support them and bring their their work to the world in a really powerful way. Um, I also have recently brought on my mom who lives in Kauai and flies out for my in-person events to kind of be the logistics space holder of really holding the space for all of my clients. Um, And the event that we just did was 25 people. Like I am such an intimacy. Mm -hmm. I value really deep, intimate connection. Um, I have about, um, let's see, I'm trying to think, I would say like, I basically have no more than, 20 clients at a time, whether that's in my group program or in private one-on-one consulting. So I lead VIP days in my creative studio where my husband and I actually share this space together. So he teaches his uh, early childhood music classes a few days a week out of there. And then I record my podcast and host Mm -hmm. events for my clients and VIP days. So it's just a beautiful space for us to create and play and express ourselves and also gather people um, Um, so my enough number is just so clear that it doesn't have to be as big as my previous business, which I think probably where you discovered me, I was in simple green smoothies where we had millions of followers across Mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook, and emails. And, uh, it, it, to me, my soul wasn't being fully expressed in that business model. Yeah. The one to many and kind of like reaching as many people as possible and having as little Contact with them. I really love to go deep and be in conversation and in community with the people I serve in this season of my life, right? Because I can yeah. switch and change at any time. Right. Um, and then I have a couple of contractors for my podcast editing, my um, design. I have a social media manager um, who helps me with post a few days a week. And then I also hire freelance photographers and different things yeah. like that. But I really just have one core part-time team member um, for about 20 hours, you know, 15 to 20 hours a week that supports me and has been supporting me for over eight years, transitioning from simple green smoothies to the personal brand of Jada Selner media. Yeah.
0: Yes. And I love that example. So thanks for for being so, you know, open about sharing all of that because I think that gives people just a really good idea of how you are actually putting into action your framework of leading with love and, and building, um, with love in, in that, you know, you're, you're really rejecting that hustle culture and saying, no, I don't need millions of followers. I just need 25 people in a, in a room and I can make a really big impact on their lives. And, um, and so that's, that's just, a really great example of of how your framework can, can really work. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, I'm speaking with Jada Salmer, author of She Builds, and we'll be right back. For 25 years, I've been working in social justice and systems change because when women and girls thrive, families thrive, and whole communities thrive. What I realized through my work was that there are systems at play that work to keep women leaders functioning at half their capacity because of overwork, overwhelm, and burnout. The very nature of our linear strategic systems of power that have worked so well for so many high achieving women are the exact reason we're crashing and burning at such high rates. So we end up with highly capable women leaders who are unable to realize their potential, whether it's in their health, their relationships, career, prosperity or social impact. I'm Giovanna Rossi, host of The Well Woman Show on NPR. And what I do is work with high achieving women leaders who feel stuck in their careers, overwhelmed by trying to do it all, facing a health crisis or unhappy in their relationships so that they can finally enjoy life again, be the leader they know they can be and make the impact they're here to make with their families and communities. It's my mission to use a feminist lens and the Well Woman Life framework to challenge the status quo and dismantle systems that work to maintain unequal power so that all women can thrive as leaders in their communities and families. Get started on your Well Woman leadership journey by applying for the group program at wellwomanlife.com slash academy. We're back on the Well Woman Show with Jada Selner, author of She Builds. And lead with love and Jada is going to be at the uh, September 21st SCORE Women in Business Conference in Santa Fe, New Mexico. (laughs) So go to the show notes to find out more. Definitely join us. I'll be there too. The Well Woman Show is a media partner. I'm so excited to be there. It's going to be a great event and um, can't wait to hear you speak there, Jada. I feel like we've had a little mini masterclass with you today, but there's so much more when you're in the room together, so much more to to um, connect on and and learn and share. So definitely join us there. And just for the last segment here, Jada, I wanna ask you a few questions for our Superpowers for Success segment. And the first question is,
1: what does success in life mean for you? Mm, It means creating the time and space to think and dream and serve the people that you want to serve, to have time to work on meaningful projects, and to also have time to spend time with the people that matter the most to you and really doing it from a place of what is enough, truly, what is enough for you that brings you joy and happiness and just abundant love. Like that is, that's what comes up to me in this moment.
0: Mm. And when
1: did you know you were really good at what you do? Mm, I, I feel when I I think my second company, Simple Green Smoothies, I I knew that I was doing something differently in really adding love into how we can build world changing businesses and really connecting to the humans. Behind the numbers, behind the metrics, and so I would say probably it's been over a decade where I've, I've felt really embodied in how I serve and show up, and that's just continued to deepen, especially as the second book has come out into the world. And um, mm. yeah, so mm, nice.
0: And just dist- can you describe a personal habit that contributes to your well-being so that you can show up? In the world, the way you do as a mom and a business owner and a wife and all the things, the do- a
1: daughter. I feel like I need to cheat on this one because there's two. Where one is very <laughs> active and one is is kind of a very chill one. So the first uh, is I take a dance class um, through this um, brick and mortar studio in Oakland, California called Hip Line, and it is just a beautiful diverse space and also very trauma informed mm-hmm. where we are shaking our bodies, we are putting our hands in our hearts, we're dancing to Beyoncé, we're just getting deep and playful, and there's disco lights and it's just very empowering space. Um and I bring my clients, my best friends, like I will get anyone that will come on that dance floor with mm-hmm. me. And the other is a personal habit of mine is just soaking in a hot tub. Mm -hmm. Anytime that I feel that I need, that's a very restful way of getting back into my body. So I can feel the sensations in my body is to be able to just immerse myself into a body of water and just allow myself to float a bit. And it feels so good to my nervous system.
0: Oh, that's so good. And I I love the two different types of uh, examples that you gave. And it's just so important. And uh, I work a lot with women on just even identifying what it is they need. And so uh, when they can really identify that, and then say, Okay, yeah, I need to soak, and I need to dance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I need both of those things. So um, it's great when you can identify it, articulate it, and then make it happen. Um, so, what superpower did you discover you had only to
1: realize it was there all the time? Mm, I would say being in my body and being able to tune in to other people in in the room. I I, I didn't realize how well I actually hold space for people and bring my presence and my energy and tracking i think that's what makes me such a powerful coach and also someone who knows how to build really intentional company culture is just presence like i am here and it's it's a it's a non-judgmental presence that just yeah. allows someone to be fully seen and witnessed and not feel so isolated and alone or just like you the, you are a whole human a valuable worthy person and i i i've yeah definitely learned that that is a, a superpower of mine is is presence mm. and just being able to hold space and witness people in a very non-judgmental way.
0: Yeah, i love that and it's probably been there your whole life but you have been able to tune into it like you say in this season of your life you're really really tuning into that. Um So, Jada, what advice would you give your younger self, say
1: 15 years ago? Mm, I would say for me is really trusting the process. I am a futurist at heart. Like, I love future pacing and going like dreaming and ideating, but to blend that with the present moment of what's right in front of you and being able to enjoy that because that moment will disappear in the future will always kind of add to itself Mm. and so to me it's that part of really enjoying the process of whatever is hard challenging growing stretching you and creating some spaciousness to also take a mental picture of what's happening around you and feel the deep gratitude and presence of like oh this is happening right now versus always trying to think of the next Big idea, which I love. I love to talk about the future and, and what's to come, but being just being present with what's right in front of you and, and enjoying that, and also the people in your life.
0: Mm. Yeah, wonderful. Okay, and two last quick questions. Well, maybe not. They're maybe not quick, but do you identify as a feminist?
1: Mm, I would say I definitely, I mean, if I have a book called She Builds, (laughs) um, I'm definitely taking a stand for women to take up space. And I also feel I'm still learning about what it means to be a feminist in this body and this identity and in this world. And I'm constantly learning and allowing my teen to teach me what it means to be a, a good feminist too. Mm, Love that. And what are you reading right now? What's on your nightstand? So I am reading Come As You Are. um, And I'm actually reading it with a, a few friends. And it is about sexual pleasure and really tapping into our bodies and our nervous systems and how stress impacts how safe we feel in our bodies and how we show up and really normalizing that we all have the same parts, but just organized in different ways. Mm, I love that. I've been
0: speaking with Jada Selner, author of She Builds. And if you would like more conversation with Jada, you can attend the SCORE Women in Business Conference September 21st in Santa Fe, New Mexico. You can go to wellwomanlife.com slash 320 show for more information and links and to find out how to uh, maybe work with Jada. The, all the information will be there at the links in the show notes. And Jada, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you, Giovanna. I can't wait. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your Well Woman Life, head over to wellwomanlife.com. As a reminder, we are on NPR every week. So be sure to tune in at npr.org slash podcasts and search for The Well Woman Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment and subscribe and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you were listening, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.